Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Ahoy, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the casting of Spock. Indeed, Pete. You know, we had been kind of hoping for so long that Zachary Quinto would make the would make the the voyage over to TV. But as soon as it was announced that Ethan Peck uh, had been cast, and you just you saw him with the Nimoy's, he just looks the part. And I'm not I'm I don't have the the inclination to wonder why not Quinto anymore. Welcome the third Spock in 52 years. This works for me. If they were going to go with someone other than Zachary Quinto, the only ever actor who has played this super iconic role, this was the route to go. I am not familiar with Ethan Peck's work at all. I'm pretty familiar with the work of his grandfather, Gregory Peck. And with that lineage, he's beyond reproach. The way they've handled it and gotten the approval of the Nimoy's again beyond reproach matt who's out there freaking out about this on the internet uh, you know i will admit pete i have not seen much freak out i think for a variety of reasons first of all the faux star trek keyboard warriors you know can can find this kelvin free you know for whatever level of care that is for you and me none um but i think also like you have that opportunity of a fresh start and, you know, to remove the whole, you know, Kel- Kelvin lens flares hurt my soul. Like, to remove all that nonsense out of it for a moment as well. Um, he looks the part. And to have the, to have the, um, to have the approval of the family, I think that was just a killer PR move. Not that I doubt the, the authenticity of it, but I think it just, it just hit the center of the target. It did. And again, where we know this role is going to go and how big it's going to be. They're approximately half-ish through their season at this point. Uh, So would imagine that'll bump us into part two, chapter two of this second season. And that first mystery is going to be, well, where is Spock? He's not on the Enterprise. All of this, uh, you know, able to be ascertained from that first teaser. I just feel such effervescence at his casting. And again, to me, there's such effervescence to see him with the Nimoy family. Uh, and, and of course, Terry Farrell, you know, uh, rather, rather new to the family, but part of it nonetheless. He just looks the part. The I mean, the look on his face, it looks like the way Leonard Nimoy looked, you know, late 50s, early 60s. Not, you know, complete doppelganger, but... It's young Leonard Nimoy that we're not used to seeing, and it it just works. Based on the headshot on IMDb, I see a lot of Quinto in him. Um, the, the most notable thing he's ever done was the 2011 movie In Time, the one with uh, Justin Timberlake, which I have not seen. Uh, the premise was, was interesting. But I, I think a relative unknown was the way to go. I mean, listen, you don't want to go out and get, you know, Brad Pitt to play Spock or, you know, I'm being facetious. Obviously he's nowhere in the, the age bracket. 
Um, but I, I really do feel this is the way to go. They talk too that he's going to be playing a different Spock. Um, that Spock obviously hasn't met Kirk yet. He's not become who he will be by the time we see him as the commander of the Enterprise years later. So this allows for that uh, blind spot to be filled in. We still have got to get the relationship between him and Burnham. And I think other than being able to see any performance at this point, they, they cast him, they kept this secret. And now obviously he's headed places to go do things in front of cameras. Now they've got to talk about it. Would it would have been pretty conspicuous. Somebody like this walking into the studios in Toronto. Oh, is he playing a Klingon? Probably <laughs> got to do the eyebrow uh, shave and the, the, the old uh, bowl cut. So yeah, he's going to be fairly recognizable. They're out ahead of this and they're riding a wave of good publicity right now, except for the people who this will never be Gene's Trek for that. Uh, Enterprise was not Gene's Trek. Voyager was not Gene's Trek. Uh, maybe the greatest Star Trek series ever in Deep Space Nine was not his Trek. Um, certainly not uh, the next generation for which they will now follow up with the Picard series. All not Gene's Trek. Also the cartoon, not Gene's Trek, though he was involved. And the movies, uh, only some of them are Gene's Trek. The rest, not Gene's Trek. Uh, and season three of uh, the original series where he played a very, very reduced role because he didn't think it was going to get picked up. I guess also not Gene's Trek. Brain and brain, what is brain? Not Gene's Trek. But Pete, we digress a bit. I mean, you're absolutely right. He he looks the part, and of course it makes sense for them to get out of this ahead of time. I also give them credit for not doing this reveal at uh, at Star Trek Las Vegas. I think they read that room correctly, that there was a mix of Discovery loyalists and people who, you know, whatever that whole i i still don't understand that portion of the fandom if you want to contain yourself to the existing 752 or whatever episodes of star trek that's fine you can just rewatch that stuff over and over it's way more than you can possibly keep memorized there's gonna be new twists and turns but you watch the progression of each series each series matures based on the last one and there's a lot in enterprise that is proto 2010s in its flavor because it was you know, five years before it or whatever, you know, anyhow, there's this linear progression, but to get, to get the peck news out here, I think in this controlled way was smart, you know, where it's not going to be, Oh, look in the front two rows, there's uh, people dressed as Klingons walking out in disgust or whatever that fan nonsense was, they were able to control the message here. Um, and Pete, I just have to point out Ethan Peck, an actor who is no stranger to playing younger versions of established characters. I refer, of course, to his two episodes in that 70s show where he played young Kelso. So he knows <laughs> what it's like to take a baton and have to run with it. Well, listen, his grandfather played, it's not even arguably, the greatest film protagonist of all time on a number of lists. Okay? If he can tap into one-tenth of that for this revered half alien half human character i think we're going to be just fine oh yeah and it's not his show we're not talking about putting him in the movies and taking on the mantle 
of Leonard Nimoy. Okay. Um, so I think we're going to be just fine, Matt. There's that tweet we retweeted, um, that talks about continuity and Canon. And I think an announcement like that really takes it into heart. And then you talk about not doing this at Star Trek Las Vegas. And in terms of star power, hey, we have Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, hey, remember him? And Ethan Peck. Um, so they were super wise not to do that there. Let that breathe a little bit. Spent almost two weeks. Boom. You put this out there. He's obviously due to start if he hasn't already started filming. And now we can begin even further anticipation to uh, to see him wear the old blue tunic. The uh, that continuity versus canon tweet, I think, is worth uh, worth hammering home word for word it written by at listening to film. Uh, it's wry along with being uh being wise as well continuity a steady through line of ideas characters and plots that make sense when looked at overall canon a rigid and exclusionary framework that demands writers in 1968 somehow know about stories written in 2018 and the technologies used to bring them to life but matt if time travel exists if i can go around the sun at uh warp 7.5 and that's going to slingshot me back to earth where i can get the whales then the the writer's room right now knows about future star trek storylines of series that are yet unpitched it's science fact <laughs> if there's as as joyous as as star trek las vegas was to 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 see how people were experiencing it there and online and videos and certainly the card stuff and then quickly followed by a lot of the discovery panels and all of that there's there continues to just be this weird cranky underbelly of like no i'm not gonna do that and then but people that are willing to be these keyboard warriors i'm sure there's tweets and I, I'm, I'm i'm happy that i did not go searching for negative feedback on ethan peck because it would just be frustrating. Um, heck, Pete, the guy hasn't rolled any footage yet, you know, that that we know of. Certainly, you know, there's, he hasn't even gotten the, you know, here's him in his outfit or none of that. None of that. Um, I have had feelers out for this name ever since they announced, uh, since Kurtzman announced he had been cast and I was coming back with nothing. They had this locked in a box someplace. Well, that certainly that seems to be how the the stars trek run. Uh, I have to mention, by the way, the uh, the deadline article on this mentions. Uh, I don't know if it's with a sense of sarcasm, but they 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 uh, you know take the quotes from the uh, from the uh, CBS All Access press release. Uh, the, the quote from Alex Kurtzman, and uh, they credit him as Discovery executive producer and burgeoning Trekverse point man, which is mouthy if nothing else from perhaps like kurtzman but hey what are you gonna do man they signed him this five-year deal we've we've got the picard series coming now but the, this casting would seem to be a win for them at, at this point let's let's you know withhold full judgment until we see the ears there and uh the the salute that he doesn't have to tape his fingers or whatever <laughs> indeed well certainly you know it, it 
it's it's a good day, nay, a great day for Star Trek Discovery. A to have this actor picked again. I'm completely, I'm completely kind of looking past you know the 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 Quinto thing um because it didn't happen we have we have uh, Ethan Peck to look forward to and look forward to him uh I do you do and uh can't wait to finally see some footage Pete fingers crossed next month that might be when short treks start uh we don't know for sure but that certainly seems to be the way the wind is prevailing at this point yeah, uh, who knows how far they are into the process. We know that Rain Wilson's going to be involved with one, whether or not he comes back in the, the second season or whether this is something they, they planned ahead for. Um, but obviously, CBS All Access need for a little bit more Trek, and that's why we're getting a Picard series, thank goodness. And uh, they've they've got to kick it off sometime. It would make a lot of sense that we're going to get September, October, November, December, and then this show resuming in, in January. But stranger things have happened. Well, Pete, we will continue to keep hailing frequencies open as uh, Star Trek Discovery news unfolds, as Star Trek news in general unfolds. Uh, I must confess this is the first time I've seen the word Trekverse, but I suppose that is fair whether you're applying it to... Uh, to Kurtzman or just, you know, the, the, the ever-expanding world of Star Trek. And indeed, Pete, outside the main canon, which is so important, uh, there's also been some other Star Trek news in the news lately. And Pete, we can go from happy effervescence, we have a we have a Spock, we have the new show to look forward to, red alert, Pete, red alert in the Kelvinverse. The, the Star Trek PR people, um, wherever they are, can't seem to quite understand they use red alerts to signal you know big announcements so i guess this would be you know full speed ahead uh pine and hemsworth walk away from fourth kelvin verse uh movie because yeah but even that's been oversold the idea of walking away hey matt right now i'm with you on a microphone Th- right this now, is true. I have I have walked away from the microphone. Oh, fantastic geek is over. And now I've walked back. Oh. Okay. Yeah. This is called negotiation. Um Matt had asked me off mic if I would go see a Kirkless Star Trek film. Um and I would. And I think it is on the table. I mean, listen, they're they're not recasting uh, check off after the untimely passing of uh, Anton Yelchin. They'd be silly to do that. They're obviously going to deal with it in terms of story. Um, could they go on without Kirk, without bringing back, as they said they already had, uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, Kirk's father? They could. Um, they'll reach an agreement and this will all happen. What I found so curious about it, you know, and I'm somebody who regularly checks out The Hollywood Reporter multiple times a day and Deadline multiple times a day. And frequently between those two, you know, they'll get they'll get the exclusive on something. Uh, I, I kind of sense sometimes, you know, studios will kind of meet out, you know, like we did Variety last time. We're going to give an yep. exclusive to Deadline this time. But fine. Um I, I should mention Variety, you know, as as the third one there. To me, it's third place, you know, but I digress. Um, so I read this Hollywood Reporter exclusive that says 
They've come at an impasse. Both sides have walked away from the table. Uh, these negotiations have led the way. Uh, they expect everybody else in the cast to sign, but those negotiations to follow, probably because these are the two big dogs that are going to help set some kind of pace, you know. Um, and it got into the nitty gritty, which is these two Chris's already had deals made by the old studio head made prior to Star Trek Beyond coming out. Then Star Trek Beyond didn't do great. The studio's fortunes have fallen since then, and they're looking to reduce costs across the board. And the two Chris's have said, uh, no, we're two of the most famous people in the world right now. Uh, pay us what we're worth. So that was the Hollywood Reporter story. And then like 36 hours later, you get headlines elsewhere that are, you know, Hemsworth and and, and Pine hate Star Trek, walking away yeah. forever. Ptooey, Ptooey, hate you, Star Trek. And it's like, but that's not what the original article said. Everything that Matt just said was correct. What is lacking is the perspective of Star Trek not just being a TV and film franchise. Matt, look around where you are right now. Do you have any Star Trek things? Uh, I, I can see my copy of Star Trek Beyond on, on Blu-ray from here. I can see mine. I can see my uh, Kelvinverse Enterprise. Uh, I think a lot of other people listening can do the same thing, okay, that we both own that home video release of a film that was deemed a loss. There's no way in hell that was a loss when all was said and done, they're still making money on that movie on home video. So yeah, they're going to make this film. They will bring in pine. If they can't reach a deal with Hemsworth, I can imagine the story can go in another direction. We've heard no official story, uh, about who's scripting this and it'll all work out. I mean, certainly, you said everything I said was true. I can only return the favor there. If it comes down to, hey, we only want to spend X amount on our on our Chris's, and they got to jettison Hemsworth to just not have a time travel adventure with Dad. Uh, okay, I mean, I have no problem with Chris Hemsworth. Love the Thor movies. I certainly expect him to be hanging around Marvel longer than some of the other kind of phase one people in part because he's maybe had the most exposure outside of marvel and every single time the movies do not do well i don't think that's necessarily his fault not when you're working with michael mann and ron howard and, and these types it just is right. what it is but i think hemsworth is going to be sticking around in marvel you tell me i'm not going to get dad in star trek kelvin four eh, okay which um, frankly at the time they announced it 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 sounded too good to be true and definitely too premature that they weren't immediately moving forward. And what do you know, Matt, two years and a month later, there's a negotiation snafu over contracts that are already uh, written. And one side is saying is not being honored. And the other is saying, well, we didn't make any money on this 
it is true to be fair it is true that star trek beyond way underperformed what they were planning it is true that it made 343 million dollars on a budget of 190 million and it was a that- critical success um and i think at the end of the day when you're talking about this ip that's a very very important point um even bad movies move merchandise, Matt, and and subscriptions and video games and all these other things. Good movies move more. I I think there are scenarios where it might not have made a profit, uh, at least certainly in the initial frame. And I can understand where Paramount might be gun shy to pay, you know, Wonder Woman and Thor money for these leads. The flip side is, uh, you know, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, there's already the deal in place for Pine. Hollywood Reporter was right. a little less. They were not clear um, as to Hemsworth exact, Hemsworth's exact contractual status. You know, was it like, you'll get paid this if we keep you in the cast, you know, and right. we want to keep you, but worst comes to worst, we just cut the part? Or is it a play or play deal? Or is it... But you have to ask yourself how penny wise and pound foolish they're going to be. Yeah, would I go see a Star Trek film without Pine as Kirk or he's in reduced some to some kind of cameo role or whatever? I would. Are they going to be able to market one without him? No, particularly if if the new high watermark or rather the new low watermark is $343 million worldwide. I understand their, their reluctance. I really, really do. Um, heck, particularly as Star Trek is, is glowing on TV. Um, I could see how they want to get the movie end going, even if it's separate universes, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's quite a pickle that they're in. Um, and again, particularly if, you know, if, if the plan was to get Pine and Hemsworth to get their deals dealt with and then to do deals with Zoe Saldana, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, and John Cho, you know, are you going to – I guess here's what I'm trying to say, Pete. Are, you, are those quote-unquote second-tier people I – w- I would argue not a second-tier person among them, but those, those non-Chris's, do you think that they would go ahead and make a deal that would – you know, knowing that it was cutting out Chris Pine. I mean, maybe perhaps less so with Chris Hemsworth, but right. I have a hard time. But they might just say, you know what? You've had us wait this long. We'll wait another year too while you work it out with Captain Kirk because this isn't going to go anywhere without our captain. Factor availability into that as well. Zoe Saldana is very busy. I mean, she certainly is. I mean, they're they're all the, the they're all busy. Um, I mean, heck, Pete, we're probably only, you know, 18 months away from pre-production on the next uh, Mission Impossible, which will take Simon Pegg away. And, you know, they're all they they all have busy careers. They're all they're all, you know, they're all big names and so forth. So we'll keep an eye on this story. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets worked out. But it's kind of one of these things of I feel like there is an expiration date. I mean, my goodness, Pete, next year, next summer will be 10 years since the reboot movies have come out. Yeah. Star Trek Kelvin 4 is not going to be out next summer, so we will have had three movies in 10 years. Come on. 
Yeah, and they took a four-year break after the first one, which which felt too long even then. So let's let's hope uh, cooler heads prevail. They bring it all together. Uh, I'm thinking they will. Well, we are going to keep our hailing frequencies open for all things Star Trek, whether it's on the TV end, whether it's on the movie end, whether it's on the Trekverse end, whatever it might be. Pete, how can people be in touch with you to talk Star Trek? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9,937 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. If you're listening on the Discovery feed, we'll be talking Star Trek, hopefully as soon as possible. Next bit of news to come, again, TV end, movie end, whatever it might be. If you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast, and we have some Iron Fist coming down next week. And uh, before you know it, Pete will be doing that show several times a week as it hits Netflix in early September. So with that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Live long and prosper.